0: G'day guys, in today's episode, we'll be talking about the retirements of Matthew Cruiser and Bryce Gibbs, the teams that have broken membership records in 2020, the finals race, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. 16 has been run and won. The footy frenzy is almost done. I'm joined by Quinn Deluca as always. How are you,
1: mate? Good, Doctor Zeus. That little rhyming, rhyming segment you just gave us there, run and won. You like that? <laughs> I like that. It was yeah. good. A bit of, bit of rhyming to start the day. No, it's good. I'm, i alright though. And no, enjoying the sunshine we've had the last few days. It's been. Be quite nice. Melbourne's been putting on a bit of a show for us. Which is yeah, it's good. good.
0: Yeah, spring. Like literally, as soon as September got here, it's, um, the weather's been really good. So, I guess that's a, the positives we can take at the moment with um, with Melbourne. There's not a lot of positives going around. So, I think the weather's the best thing we can we can hope for at the moment. So, which is good. Um, but yeah, as I said from the top, round sixteen is is done. Um, the top eight is taking shape. The top four is still uh, shuffling around and um, but it's that eight, that eight, that last spot in the eight, that eight spot is is the one that's really up for grabs, and it doesn't seem like anyone wants it, do they? It's, it's everyone, every team that is capable of finishing in that position just seems to be losing.
1: Well, they're just keeping us on our toes, I think, which is exciting. They're making the game a bit more enjoyable to watch because it's every every time every week we get closer to the end of the season. Now we're still not sure who's going to fit in that eight spot, but oh, I don't know what clubs are doing. Clubs are losing to teams like GWS, losing to Adelaide that's a game you can't drop.
0: No, especially if you're playing for
1: finals. That's what I mean. It's a game that is so important for them to win and they dropped an easy one. And yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think maybe just this time of the year, some of the clubs are just running out of legs a little bit. Those, you know, looking for that eight spot, who knows? But it's going to be an exciting finish.
0: That's yeah, for cool. sure. Uh, it's just bizarre what GWS, you, you know, playing in a grand final last year. And, you know, they, they've really dropped off significantly and, to be in a position where they're, you know, they're fighting just to play in the finals is, um, is a massive, massive drop from last year anyway. So a lot of uh, concerns there and there's a lot of players that are out of contract and potentially leaving the club as well. So that could be at a, a real turning point in the club where they, they could be falling off the cliff um, after this season. What do you, what are your thoughts think, on that?
1: Well, yeah, I, no, I agree. I think um, they've, they've had their chances over the last few years to sort of, you know, w- take it all and, Yeah, they're struggling for finals this year and like you said a few players might be leaving it could really hurt their chances I think it all I think look I think this year it all comes down to the Richmond curse you lose the Tigers in a grand (laughs) final and you're not the same so like you said I think a couple episodes ago it's not long now before they have their own infamous pre-season camp we get more to talk about
0: (laughs) it seems to be the case doesn't it Richmond just scar teams in grand finals so but, I think
1: uh, it's just a, i think it's the the support the over-the-top supporters that just make you want to kill kill you hate yourself
0: yeah for sure <laughs> uh, it's crazy isn't it but
1: guilty <laughs> um well the other other big
0: point from the week was the membership numbers came out for 2020 and five clubs have, have broken membership records um which is which is great and in a season where not a lot of fans can go to the games and um you know a lot of financial hardship and a lot of the general population so it is great to see a lot of clubs breaking their membership records and um, Richmond they've been knocked off their perch West Coast have taken top spot how do you how do you feel about
1: that well obviously it's not fantastic it's uh, <laughs> no but it, but it's it, I just think it's fantastic to see another club hit that hundred thousand member mark you know I, I'd love to see more clubs break that sort of membership numbers it's just great for the league great for each individual team Um it's perfect but I think and it helps with West Coast as well that they're allowed to go to the games this year their supporters over there in WA where they have been so I think that helps a lot as well but massive news to West Coast fans and and the club itself that's that's a really big achievement I think this this year like you said the five clubs breaking records goes to show how strong the footy spirit is within you know the football community the fans and all that the then the game's struggling and it's in a different situation and you know it's fans have stood up when the clubs have needed the most and bought memberships to support the teams they love. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a couple of clubs that are a bit concerning. They've dropped off a bit. Uh, in particular, Essendon, and I think were down 20% on last year. So a bit concerning, and especially with the way they're tracking on field as well, it's a bit, a bit concerning for the club. And I think Melbourne are in the same boat as well. So um, yeah, two teams that have definitely dropped off, especially in the last few weeks. Um, it's a bit concerning for them, but um, but yeah, it is good It's good to see.
1: Yeah, it is no, very good. Sorry to cut you off. I was about to say, I have heard um, Essendon have already thought about their membership campaign for next year and they've actually got a membership you can get where each week they'll send you, each week the club will send you a different death threat to send to one of the players just to, to you know, you don't have to be as original with You can come up, you don't have to come up with your own. So that's one membership they're going to give out next year. So that hopefully their numbers will bump right back up after next year. <laughs>
0: Oh, I knew you were going. I knew you were going somewhere with that as soon as you started that that uh,
1: that statement. But
0: nah, it I wouldn't surprise me if they go down that path as well. It's uh, it's probably something they need to address, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. But <laughs> anyway, we'll move past that. And we we'll move on. on. Uh, we'll go to a, a definitely
0: a, from a Carlton Football Club point of view. Definitely a sad topic during the week. Uh, well announced uh, today on the day of recording is that Matthew Cruz's uh, announcing his retirement uh, at the end of this season it's real real shame um you know he's a bloke that just his body has let him down his whole career obviously being a former number 1 draft pick back in 2007 i think it was um you know apart from apart from all the injuries he has had a pretty solid career and um i just want to pay tribute to him just for just for a moment and to say that um you know he's he's one of the most loved Love players at the Carlton Football Club. All the players glow about him. Is um, an absolute gentle giant, um, and he's he's one of those inspirational players. Whenever he took to the field, he he um, you know, he, he bled navy blue and um, put his body on the line every time, which is which is a testament to a, to a fellow that you know <laughs> had a pretty fragile body, and to put his body on the line week in week out was great. Um, could have been the best ruckman in the comp for many years if his body didn't let him down um yeah he was for me anyway he was was arguably our most important player of the last few years um because when he was unstoppable um I mean when he was on he was absolutely unstoppable and he would give silver service to our midfielders um and he he interviews with with players like Paddy Cripps and Mark Murphy and they say um the service that Cruz used to give him was was unbelievable so uh just shows how, how good he was and He was the best Ruckman back in 2017 and um, it's beyond me how he was an All-Australian that year as well. He was the standout Ruckman that season and he went close to winning the Carlton Best and Ferris as well. Um, But the moment that stands out for me is that goal against Port Adelaide in in 2016 to to win us the game in the, I think it was the last 30 seconds Um, and the the crowd just yelling at Cruiser, um, which was fantastic. So one of my favorite players over the past decade and he'll definitely be sorely missed. So. Um, All the best, Cruz, and and thanks for your service to to the Mighty Blues.
1: He's been a fantastic player, even from an outside supporter such as myself. It's hard to not recognise the work that he's done for your club and the game as a whole. He's just been a superstar. And like you said, one of those players chucked his body on the line every week. And it's sad to see him retire earlier than he probably would have if it wasn't for injuries. But I guess that's the harsh reality of our game sometimes. It's just the way things pan out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, especially with the, the period that we we seem to be going in now with the, with the AFL and um, potentially the reduction of list sizes and um, salary cap and all that sort of stuff, it's um, probably best for him to, to hang up the boots. And, and Carlton have got two young, quality ruckmen coming through at the moment as well, so um, it's probably the right time for him to do that. Um, just touching on retirements, another former Carlton player, Bryce Gibbs also announced his retirement today as well. Obviously playing at the Crows now. Well, he's on Adelaide's list, but not getting in game, is he? Um,
1: God knows how how a player like Bryce Gibbs can't get a game in a team that didn't win a game for 90% of the season. i mean, yeah. on me, but another, another superstar. I mean, um, in his prime, I mean, you could almost go back to, you know, his last year at Carlton was probably almost his best year he ever played. And he was unbelievable. He was a fantastic player. So yeah, it is absolutely. sad to see him go. Yeah, obviously
0: he's a, another number one draft pick, and um, yeah, he won a best and fairest. Probably could have won a couple more, and um, yeah, he went. He was one of the Brownlow favourites in 2016, 2017 as well. So his his last few years at Carlton were, were unbelievable. And um, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you know if he if he stayed at Carlton, he'd, he'd probably still be one of our best players, and and wouldn't be retiring this season. You wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought so. Um, but yeah, he obviously went back to Adelaide for for personal reasons and that's his decision. And um, obviously it didn't work out well for him, but um, again, he's another, another one that's going to go down as um, yeah, one of the greatest players to play for the blues. So um, yeah, well done Gibbsy. And, and thanks for your service as well to Carlton. Um, and yeah, he will be playing his last game this this weekend against his old side. So um, be a, a nice way to, to finish off.
1: Um, cool. Before we get into the round, because I know that's what we're about to jump into, I do yeah. want to say something to touch on just quickly. Um, obviously, being a popular sporting football podcast such as ourselves, um, our DMs constantly get flooded each week, um, you know, either the responses to the episodes or just general, you know, fans wanting to chat and all that. But one thing that the team they tend to get flooded with is... Um, well, there's a lot of women looking for love requests that are sending them out to both you and I. And, you know, early on, I, you know, uh, I had to turn them, obviously, I've been turning them all down. And I just wanted to send a message out to all the ladies out there that Marcus is officially off the table. So if you could please kindly stop with those messages. We uh, are <laughs> we're, we're both off the table at the moment. So we're both, we're both taken and very happy men. So no need to uh, send us those messages anymore. We, as much as we appreciate them, they flatter us a lot. Um Keep listening, of course, but yeah, you can settle down with the DMs because they're, they're a bit much.
0: Yeah, and that's going to break a lot of hearts around Australia, but um, it is what it is. The and world, the, the world, world the mean? world. Sorry, the world. So it is what it is, and and we're both very happy. So um, so play on. All right. So also, actually, <laughs> wait. Just before we, we go, just before we get into the round review mm-hmm. today is uh, happy. Nick Diogen Day and Happy 2013 Olympian Final Day. <laughs> you know, you
1: know, you, you know, what day it also is today. You know what day it also is today. Here we go. It's actually, it's actually, Are You Okay Day, and after that comment, I'm not okay anymore. <laughs> but and <laughs> but being serious, being serious, actually, ah, uh, because I I did forget it. Um, what day it was until you brought that up. Um. Seriously, especially in the times we're in at the moment, if you can reach out to a mate, see how they're all going, um, it is important to do that, especially at the moment. And probably don't bring up um, horrible memories for them, as Marcus has just done for myself. But always good to check in on a mate and see how everybody's going.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, no well, well said. No, well said. Yeah, it, it is, yeah, is RUAK day today. And, um, yeah, there's probably no time like there ever has been, um, like there is now, to, to reach out and... and um, get in touch with your friends and family and having that conversation, just just making sure everyone's okay because we all need it in these tough times and isolating times. So definitely reach out to all your family and friends. I'm sure everyone will, will appreciate that.
1: Well, Plus, said, well said.
0: We will get into the games now. And it did start, well, round 16 did start on Saturday and it was the game between North Melbourne and Port Adelaide at Metricon Stadium and just a nice easy win for Port, wasn't it?
1: Well, just another percentage booster. I think we tipped it to be that way, and it all went the way we thought it was going to be. I guess it's just good to see. Well, good for Port fans to see them heading into the well, last few rounds of the year and into finals in good form.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They look like they're going to they're going to finish on top. They've got a nice run home as well, and um, I think if they I think they get a home final in Adelaide, I think Adelaide can still host finals, can't they?
1: I'm pretty sure they can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's looking like whoever finishes fourth will have to fly to. Uh, Padelaide. Padelaide. Adelaide, Adelaide. Well it could be could be a could be a new word. Um, yeah, fly to Adelaide to face um Port.
0: And that could be the Tigers as well. And you did get knocked off there during the year too, didn't you?
1: We did, yeah, we did. Um both both clubs missing a couple of plays during that game, and it was a very good game to watch. So it could be exciting if it heads back down there again. Yeah.
0: Um but the big talking point from that game was Zach Butters's Zach Butters's. That's a hard one to say. Zach Butters'
1: bump that on
0: Jai Simpkin uh, ended up getting two weeks for that, um, which I thought was fair. It was a pretty pretty crude and could have been avoided.
1: It, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, it could have been avoided if it was Tom Lynch as well because he wouldn't have got suspended.
0: <laughs> oh, you're still salty about that, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get to the votes. Uh, okay, one vote to Tom Rockliffe. Two votes to Ollie Wines and three votes to Travis Boak, who is having a fine season. Uh, Sunday, we had St Kilda and Hawthorne at Metricon. Um, pretty close game, this one, and Hawthorne were were right into it up until the last quarter and where the Saints were able to, to kick a few and, and run away with it a little bit, but um, they were definitely much improved this week, the Hawks, weren't they?
1: Well, they didn't look like the same team that faced the Crows only um, a week earlier. Yeah, they, they were much more improved, and... Really, they lost to get themselves a the game in the last quarter. I thought they were a little bit inaccurate and they probably had chances to win. So to come up against a club like St Kilda and get that close with them and compete was uh, good signs for Haw- Hawks fans.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was just a game that St Kilda needed to win as well. I mean, if they dropped that, then they probably shouldn't be playing finals. Um, so they just simply had to get that done. And, and they did. And they look like they... Well, there's still a chance that they might miss out. But... Um, I think they're, they're more of a chance of playing than not. So, big win for them. Um, votes for that game. So, we'll go one vote to Zach Jones, two votes to Tom Mitchell and three votes to Jack Steele. Uh, the other game on the Sunday was between Geelong and Essendon at the Gabba. And this game was oh, it was the most one-sided game of the season, that's for sure. And um, you know, Geelong were up by 10 goals at halftime and Essendon players were laughing at the halftime huddle, which was... Bizarre to see. I know if that was my team and we were 10 goals down and I saw my players laughing at halftime, I would not like it. So I'd, what are your thoughts on it? I know Richmond do it a lot, but you're Richmond and you're winning usually at that time. So it's a bit different.
1: Yeah, I think the most famous um, one was when J- that one where Jack Higgins was telling a joke and you saw Dusty laughing. and I think that was the most famous scenario they kept referring to when in terms of the Tigers. But yeah, that was a different game. I'm pretty sure up by about 30 points or something at that stage. And we weren't sort of, we didn't have finals on the line, you know, and that's sort of deep into the season and Essendon, are, yeah, not exactly in a position to do that, especially when body language has been questioned. Um, when It was only a week before that where Danaher was sitting on the fence, um, looking like he didn't really want to be out there. And then the fan, Bombers players come out at halftime and start laughing. It's not a it's not a good look, but I guess it does sum up their season being quite laughable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I know a lot of their supporters are absolutely pissed off now and, um yeah, they've had enough. They're, they're going 16 years without winning a final. It's it's not good enough for a team like Essendon. Yeah, a massive team in the competition, huge huge fan base. It's um they, sh- they should be better. Um, I heard Matthew Lloyd come out during the week and he was scathing about Essendon. So, um, I think a lot needs to change at that club over the pre-season. It's a massive pre-season for them. They've they've recruited big. They've recruited players to to win a premiership now. Um, they've traded out early draft picks. So. You know, if, if I don't know what's going on there, there's some serious issues because they've got they've got the talent, they've got the cattle. It's just not working for them. So, um, but on the other hand, Geelong were were unbelievably impressive, weren't they? And I think they, for me anyway, they're the flag favourite at the moment.
1: They have to be the flag favourites at the moment. The talent they've got, the list that they've got, um, you got players like Abler. Well, it's probably it's going to be his last season this year. They want him to win a flag. It's Everything's pointing at Geelong winning the flag this year. And after a performance like that, they're looking very scary.
0: Yeah. 100%. All right. The votes for that game. We gave one vote to Tom Stewart, two votes to Tom Hawkins, and three votes to Sam Menegola, who's having a great season and very underrated. Uh, The game on the Sunday night was between Bulldogs and West Coast at Metricon. Um, The bont has come up clutch. Very controversially, I was very surprised that they paid that a goal, but, they got the job done and the Bulldogs got the win. They
1: did. They did. And it was an important one for both the Bulldogs in terms of playing finals and West Coast in terms of making it in the top four. And so was a lot on the line for this game. So that you could, And you could tell by the way the game went. Um, it was intense the whole way. He, you know, Like I said, Bont had to come up clutch to win the game. Tim English took a few big marks in the last quarter. Um, it, had, it had everything. It was one of those games that had a bit of everything. It was exciting to watch. Um, but like you said... It was a controversial end to the game. And, um, yeah, I don't know how, about that one. It, I think, like I said, it couldn't come up with sufficient evidence to overturn the umpire's decision, which yeah. it's annoying because one angle it looked like you could see a gap between the post and the ball, and then another angle it looked like, you know, it wasn't over the line. So it's hard to say, but anyway, like at the end of the day, it's the umpire's decision. Um, goal went through, Bulldogs won, and we move on to another week. So great game for mine though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was just a game that the Bulldogs really needed to win to to be in that finals hunt. Um, yeah, along with that pack trying to finish in eighth eighth position. So um, they simply just needed to win that. And I think more question marks are coming over West Coast now. Um, they struggle away from home. The Queensland record isn't great. So uh, I don't know. I think it's going to hurt them come finals time, obviously with the grand final being in, in Queensland. And and if they don't get a home final during the finals, then that's going to really hurt them. And I think that, all, for me, that rules out West Coast as a as a serious threat in the finals. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it, it's almost the only way to look at it at the moment, the way that they're performing in Queensland. You don't really take them too seriously. And I think they've got St Kilda tonight, the day of recording. And I think that'll be a massive test. If they can't get over St Kilda, not the St Kilda report team, but if they can't beat St Kilda tonight, then... I'm not myself, I'm not taking them too seriously yeah, from finals time.
0: Definitely. All right, we'll go to the votes for that game. So we have one vote to Josh Dunkley, two votes to Marcus Bontempelli, and three votes to Jack McCrae. All right. The game of the Monday nights was between Melbourne and Frio in Cairns. <laughs> Melbourne have done it again. They've choked again. What's wrong with them?
1: Seriously. <laughs> I've got no idea. Like like you said, they don't that it's like they don't want to play finals. The chances there, they're playing a team like Fremantle, lower on the ladder. Mind you, Fremantle in good form, but Melbourne have had some good games this year where they've looked pretty promising. And they've got the star power to do it. They just can't seem to put it all together and get the job done when it counts. Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure now, more, more so than there was earlier in the year than on Melbourne, because this, this really looks like it was almost their last chance. I know they've, they can still technically play finals, but it's looking slimmer and slimmer as the days go by.
0: Yeah, it's just it's really concerning. You know, their last two games, like they're, they're playing for they're playing for a spot in the eight, and they just don't look like they are. Um, to get lose against teams like Sydney and Frio, who are you know in the bottom half of, of the ladder, um, you know the bottom bottom four or five, um, is is really disappointing from a Melbourne point of view. Um, I know a lot of their fans are you know if they were pissed off last week against Sydney, they're even more pissed off this week. It's um, becoming a joke. But they're very similar to and where they are just they've got the talent there they're just not performing so very concerning um and the pressure is really going to come on them now and 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 Simon Goodwin um you know he's in his fourth season something's got to change there and um I think they, they need to show something in their last two games to to give their fans something going into next season if they don't play finals this season so um for me they don't deserve to play finals just with the performances they've been putting in but they're technically still a chance so Um, It's not over for them just yet. Um, Votes for that game. We gave one vote to Max Gorn, two votes to Michael Walters, and three votes to Adam Chera. Tuesday night, we had Adelaide and GWS at Adelaide Oval. Adelaide have done it again. Back-to-back wins. Incredible.
1: If you had asked me three weeks ago if Adelaide were going to win a game, I would have said no. And now now it looks like they might finish the season with nearly four wins straight. The way they're playing, they're in some... They're in some decent form down at Adelaide Oval. The, look, as, I'm not a huge Adelaide fan, but I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see them get some confidence back in themselves and think they can get up on top of teams, especially a team like GWS, who well, should be a lot better than they have been um, this season. It's great for the Crows, and but it does put some very big question marks around GWS. Um, we spoke about them just before, but it does definitely make you think, are they... Are they serious about, you know, are they serious about playing finals and going deep at that? So Yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it it's more about JWS for this one. It, bizarre. As as we mentioned as we mentioned to as we mentioned it before, it's from where they came from last year, playing in a grand finals this is they who would have thought they played in a grand final last year and now they're one of two teams to lose to arguably the worst team we've seen in fifty years. It's um it's a big big from Grace. And but in saying that, Adelaide, Adelaide were impressive. They've been a different side the last two weeks to the side that we've seen for the first 13, 14 weeks of the season. So um it's good, it's good for the competition. And you know, yeah, Adelaide, there's still a chance not to even finish on the bottom, which is incredible, isn't it?
1: you, you wouldn't have thought that was possible. I honestly mm. would not have thought that was possible. And I tell you what. The last two games of the year against both Carlton and then Richmond, and oh, I'm scared. I'm, 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 I'm nervous myself. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want lose to them. Not, yeah. not in the way. And we're playing them down in Adelaide. I know the Titans where you guys are playing.
0: Yeah, we got them at Metricon.
1: You got but, Metricon. Well, I know yeah. Tigers have got them at Adelaide, and it's uh, looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, I know. It's scary. Yeah, you, you, they're no easy beats anymore, um, which which is good to see. It, it, you don't want to see a team struggling too much. So, um, but yeah, we'll go to the votes. We will go one vote to Rory Led. Two votes to Lockie Whitfield and three votes to Matt Crouch. Uh, the other game on the Tuesday night was between Carlton and Sydney at Metricon Stadium. And wow we this was a, a game of two halves, that's for sure. And um Sydney kicked the first seven goals and I'll tell you what, I turned it off after Sydney kicked their fifth goal um, and chucked something else on. I oh, I'd had enough. You know, so-
1: if you if you want me to fill in the first half of this game, I'm happy to talk for that, and then I'll let you take up the rest because I know you turned it back on <laughs> when we're oh, three quarter time.
0: Yeah, I turned it back on because um, someone just kept messaging me updates when I told him not to, and uh, that I I'll, I'll, I'll won't name his name, but I think he knows who he is. I'm looking right at him now. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: tell you what, that son of a bitch. If I get a hold of him,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but. Yeah, then I saw we got back into it. So chucked it back on, gave us another chance and um, clearly, clearly the better team in the second half. We were all over Sydney, smash them in every aspect of the game, just couldn't really put it on the scoreboard as much as we would have liked. But, um, yeah, it took into the last two minutes for, for us to kick the winner and Matty Cottrell, no one would have heard or no one outside of Carlton would have heard who Matt Cottrell was until he kicked that goal Um and how good was his celebration
1: as well? Oh, yeah. Ya yeah, yeah, time oh. <laughs> the kumbo. The, the, the white Greek freak now, honestly. Yeah. He looked pretty ripped. I'll give him yeah. that. He looked pretty ripped. he's yeah. got <laughs> a good impressed. rig on him. Uh, all right. It doesn't go too badly, the, uh, the old redhead. But uh, i tell you what, though. <laughs> I'll give you my favourite quotes of the night because I, I think these need to be said. Oh, here we go. For everybody who was listening. So, in case you didn't pick up on it, I was the pest messaging Marcus about the game. <laughs> Uh, giving him constant updates. And at one point, I messaged him and I said, I'm just reading it now with my phone. I said, "Crips has just kicked a goal from the boundary line. To Marcus's reply, I don't care. I hate them all. <laughs> Last quarter, Cottrell kicked a goal to get Calton up by six points. And Marcus, uh, Marcus messages me saying, My shirt is off. <laughs> I love to see how. <laughs> It's quite fantastic to see how how much of a difference a half of footy can make.
0: All right, that is life of a Carlton supporter in twenty twenty. <laughs> An absolute roller coaster. It's it. That's is what this is what they do. They they turn good people into absolute nut jobs. It's 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 crazy. Um,
1: <laughs> they, tear, they tear your heart out and they step all over oh, it. Sometimes like Jesus. you said last episode,
0: so it's cr- yeah, it, you- it is good. It was good to see um, you know our leaders. They've been questioned in the last couple of weeks, and they're the ones that really dragged us back into the game and, and got us over the line. You know, players like Cripps and Doherty and Simpson, Murphy, Ed Kurno—these sort of players that were just were just fantastic. So, um, yeah, it's a, a win that we absolutely needed. I mean, it, we're still in touch with the finals, but I don't see us making it. But at least we're at least we're in a hunt, which is good. And we need to finish off the season well, just to. For the fans and, and going into 2021 as well, so it was good. Um,
1: I've got a good, I've got a good comparison for you as well. I just thought of off the top of my head. I thought it was quite clever. Yeah. Um, you know how they say that. You know how they say that it's um healthy to have really cold showers sometimes because it gets the heartbeat and It's um, gets the blood flow going and all that. You could just watch a Carlton game. It honestly yeah. does the same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Mate. You Don't want to get in a cold shower and suffer that way. Just put a Carlton game on and you, the same thing will happen. Your heart will pump. The blood will get flowing around your body quite nicely, and you'll be in tip top shape.
0: This year has taken 10 years off my life, 100%. It's been ridiculous. Every week, every week it's a nail-biter. Uh, it's, uh, is,
1: it about, is it nine games this year within 10 points? Decided yeah. within 10 points? Nine Although, games. Will, one positive I think you should look at from a Carlton point of view is that in previous years, you would have lost nine out of nine of those close games. And True. this year you've won more than you've lost. So, I yeah. mean, that's an upside. Um, now it's just Now it's just about trying to... Well, not be in those situations, I think, but it's good to see that you can win them when it gets like that. So it's a yeah, for sure,
0: that's a good way to look at it. I mean, we lost to we lost to Melbourne by a point, which we definitely should have won, um, and then we lost to Port Adelaide after the siren from a freakish Robbie Gray goal. So you turn those around, and, and it's a much different story, isn't it? So, but yeah, absolutely. I think I think twenty twenty overall has been a, a tick for the Blues. Uh, we're probably where we expected to be. Um, uh, yeah, around that tenth eleventh position and we'll take that for sure. And especially with the, some of the injuries that we had this season as well, it's, it's been a good finish overall. So as pissed off as we can get from from some losses, um, overall, it's, it's it's been a tick for me this season. And we just need to at least beat Adelaide next week because I know the last round against Brisbane will be tough. So if we can beat Adelaide, that'll be a tick for for Carlton in 2020. Um. All right, votes for that game. We have one vote to Patrick Cripps, who really bounced back this week. Two votes to Jacob Wiedering and three votes to Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh, for those those so-called experts that were saying Sam Walsh wasn't the number one draft pick in 2018, take a good hard look at yourself because he's an absolute jet and clearly the number one player in that draft. Thoughts?
1: No, I have to agree. I have to agree. You made, you made a good point before we recorded, actually, when you said that if um, Bailey Smith didn't have a mullet, he wouldn't be as noticed or as recognized as he is. And as talented and um, as good of a player as Bailey Smith is, I think you're almost spot on with the money there. I think Sam Walsh is evidently the best player from that draft. He's been so good and he's been consistently good as yeah, well. every week. Um, mm. And he he, play, he plays like he's a 27-year-old, like he's been at the club for 10 years yeah. now. He, you forget how he's only this is only his second season and the things that he's doing on the field are incredible. I mean, as so is Bailey Smith, but I just, yeah, I think Sam Walsh is definitely the better player out of the two. He's just done a bit more, been a bit more consistent um, overall. So,
0: yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bailey Smith's a great player, but um, for me, I just think Sam Walsh pips him. He's just been... Super consistent and um, and will be along with Jacob Wording probably at two future captains going forward as well. So um, yeah, Blues are in good hands um, with their young talent. So um, all right, Wednesday night we had Brisbane and Gold Coast at the Gabba, um, and this was a another pretty one sided game. Uh, Brisbane were just were too good, and they're looking in ripping form heading into the finals, aren't they?
1: Very good form. Very good form. They sit in second place and for a good reason and players like Lucky Neal, I think were just putting the cherry on top of the Bramlow medal that he's already pretty much got his name signed on. So he, he was fantastic. Hugh McCluggage, other players like that, all dominated and just showed why they're sitting in second place and such a good side. And I think that will be dangerous. I did we did question them at points. Um, are they the real deal? But I think it's hard to ignore them.
0: Yeah, I think they're a massive threat, especially with the finals in Brisbane and um, the... Final like the Gabba, so they're, they're right in it, right in the hunt. Um, votes, we gave one vote to Dane Zorko, two votes to Hugh Cluggage, and three votes to Lockie Neal. And that is round 16 done. Um, and as the footy frenzy keeps going, round 17 starts straight away um, and starts tonight, Thursday night footy. We've got St Kilda and West Coast at the Gabba. As we said before, it's a massive game for both sides. Um, they both need a win for... Their respective positions on the ladder, the Saints need to win to, to guarantee finals and West Coast needs to win to try and finish in the top four. So it's going to be a ripping game. Um I'm going to tip St. Kilda just because I just don't like I just don't like West Coast record in Queensland.
1: I thought you were going to go West Coast, actually. I'm a bit surprised, but yeah, I'm going with the Saints as well. I just I think the way West Coast play over there, I think the Saints have a little more on the line in terms of if they lose, they are a big chance of dropping out of the finals and that would be such a disappointment um, considering where they were five, six weeks ago. Um, so I think there's a lot more on the line for St Kilda in that sense and I just I think they've got the talent and the uh, the form to get that done.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd be good. I, I deserve it. The Saints have been, I've, I've had a really good season It'd be a shame if they don't play finals. So, yeah, I think they'll win tonight. Uh, Friday night, we've got Geelong and Richmond. Whoa, match of the round and potentially the match of the season. This is uh, two of the heavyweights going at it and could be a, a grand final preview.
1: Oh, well, that would be great. So, he's he's hoping for that. I'd love mm. to be there again. But, um, no, massive game. Lots on the line, obviously, both trying to secure that top four spot. And I think a loss for either one of us will um, not... Um, guarantee that we won't finish top four, but it definitely hurt it, especially Richmond. I think we need this a little bit more than Geelong almost. But um, massive game, and Geelong are coming in heavy favourites, um, believe it or not. I knew they'd be the favourites, but they're actually tipped to be quite the favourite at the moment. Um, I think that's just due to their overrun talent over the ground. They've got it everywhere. Um, the form that they're in, you know, unmatched at the moment. Uh, but they're not be- they're, they're not unbeatable. We've seen them lose some games they probably should have won. So. Who knows? It's all up in the air. Richmond are in decent form. We play pretty well against good sides. You saw that we against West Coast two weeks ago. So hopefully the Tigers put on a show and it's a great game for everybody to watch. I'm going to tip the Cats um, because the only other time this year I've tipped against Richmond we won. So I'm going to tip against the Cats and hope it works again. Yeah,
0: I like it. I like your theory. Um, I think Geelong will win. I think it'd be a great game. Um, I just think Geelong's form lately has been so strong. And I think they'll get up here in a close one. Uh, Saturday, North Melbourne and Frio at Metricon Stadium. Um, Not much to talk about here. So uh, the definition of a dead rubber. Um, Now, Frio, they're in pretty good form. Um, North, we all know North struggles this season, but Frio for mine have probably been one of the most improved teams this season and probably surprised a few. Um, And they've got a really good thing going there and they First-year coach, Justin Longmuir, has done a, done a really good job, so and I think they'll win this game as well. I think they might win quite comfortably.
1: Yeah, I don't see Freya losing, and like you said, I think it would be a comfortable one for the for the Dockers. They've been in great form. Um, some of the younger stars as well, like Brayshaw, Chera, been playing some super good footy, and yeah. um, the defensive style has been good at keeping teams to low scores. So you saw that only with week the other week. They played against Richmond. They kept us to a pretty low score, so they'll do the same in North Melbourne and I think with blocks like Tabernar up forward, they're going to hurt them and especially when Fife goes deep, we'll pick a couple yeah. of goals and North won't be able to match them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other game on the Saturday, we've got Port Adelaide and Essendon at Adelaide Oval. Um,
1: another one, I isn't
0: it? Yeah, not much to say here. I think it's just another percentage boost opportunity for Port Adelaide. Um, but in saying that, Essendon do need to show something after a very bad week last week. Um, but can't, can't man a case for the Bombers here. I think Port will will win quite easily and, and just about lock away a, a top, top, definitely a top two spot, potentially a top a top spot. So, um, yeah, I think they'll win quite easily.
1: Yeah, uh, agreed. This this will probably secure them the uh, the minor premiership, you'd think. And like I said, I think Bombers just need to give their supporters something to hold on to after yeah. the, the last few weeks, the year as a whole. Haven't been much. I think it will put up a good contest against Port and, you know, make them earn it. Uh, I think it'll be a different conversation coming out of the game this week about the Bombers if they play some good footy. So, yeah, report out of for mine.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, the other game on Saturday night is GWS in Melbourne at the Gabba. And this is a massive game. You know, both sides have been pretty poor lately, and finals are on the line. That eighth spot is up for grabs. So, um, yeah, the winner, it's, it's huge for the winner and it's huge for the loser. So, a lot of big consequences for this game.
1: Massive, massive. We said it before Who wants to finish eighth and who doesn't? And we'll find out with this game for sure. I think it's honestly hard to tip this one because they're both not playing well. I mean, I see Melbourne winning this game. I see Melbourne being the better side here, but I think it'll be very close. It actually might turn out to be an all right game because they're both in similar form, not playing so great. So it might actually work out all right as an all right spectacle. But yeah, for me, I'm tipping Melbourne, but not by much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Melbourne just. Yeah, it's really, I'd feel bad tipping any of those teams, either either team, So, but Melbourne just for mine. All right, Sunday, we've got Carlton and Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. Um, Blues, as we said before, are still a mathematical chance at the finals and they simply just need to win this game against Adelaide, who have been in great form winning their last two games. Um, But it would be a very Carlton thing to do to lose to Adelaide and us Carlton supporters have all got PTSD just... We're preparing ourselves for it. That's that's for sure.
1: We'll get your pacemakers ready. That's for sure for this (laughs) one. You'll need need them. But um, yeah, look, like you said, still mathematical chances. A few things need to go right for Carlton to play finals this year. But, you know, the the things you can control are just winning your last two games of the year. And I think that all starts, obviously, with um, topping off the Crows. And I reckon you'll get that done. And uh, I see it being quite comfortably, but you never know with Carlton, like you just said. But I, I do see Carlton winning this game.
0: Yeah, it's now I'd like to think it would be comfortable but I can't just it's just a Carlton thing we, we, we like it close so um, I think we'll win maybe by a couple of goals so that'll keep us in the hunt for another week um, The other game on the Sunday is between Hawthorne and Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval um, another game similar to similar to the Blues the Bulldogs just need a win playing against a, a lowly ranked team um, they just simply need a win to. They want to finish eighth, and I think they will. I think they'll beat Hawthorne quite comfortably. They're a much better team, and um, they've got a lot of superstars that can get the job done for them.
1: Yeah, I don't think the dog's position on the ladder um, really justifies how good they've been playing um, throughout the year. They've been pretty inconsistent in saying that, but they have had some good glimpses and shown some good signs, and, yeah, they'll, they'll beat Hawthorne fairly comfortably. Oh, uh, Yeah, fairly comfortably. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, Sunday night, we've got Sydney and Brisbane up in Cairns. Um, yeah, you know, Sydney have shown pretty good form lately. They've, um, you know they obviously pushed Carlton right to the end last week, and they beat Melbourne the week before. So, um, but Brisbane in the form that they're in, I can't see them dropping this one. And I think they'll they'll win quite comfortably. in what might be wet conditions in Cairns again, which it's been every game or well, the last two games that have been played in Cairns has been torrential rain. So, um, but I think yeah, I think Brisbane will still win this one regardless.
1: Yeah, I think Brisbane will put their mark on the uh, the competition and just let them know how just how good they are and they'll, I think it'll be a bit of a whitewash um, yeah. depending on how much it actually... Depending on the weather, like you said, though, if it's a torrential downpour, then there won't be a lot of scores. But if it's a dry game, and yeah, I think it'll be a bit of a whitewash for the, for the Swans.
0: Yeah. And the last game of the round on the Monday night is between Collingwood and the Gold Coast at the Gabba. And... Yeah, the Gold Coast, they did come off a pretty poor loss to Brisbane, but again, the Pies have just got too much to play for, looking for that to lock in a final spot. I mean, they're, they're still not guaranteed either, but um, they just need to, they, I think they need to win one of their last two to, to make it, to guarantee it. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for them. And they could have some big ins with Togowie and Trelaw potentially returning. So I think the Pies should win this one pretty comfortably with what they're what they've got to play
1: for. Yeah, that's just it. Um, with Like you said, with finals on the line, a team like Collingwood, they need to play because they'll get some players back during the finals as well, you'd think, um, which would make them that much stronger. And they, they could be, honestly, a team that no one expects to cause any damage because with a full side, Collingwood are one of the best teams in the comp. And they're just they're, they're, I can't even speak. They've been without that this year. Um, and that's why they're where they are on the ladder at the moment. But like you said, with Dugowie and Treloar depend, uh, potentially coming in, Varco is another one. I think they'll get the job done and I think it'll be a good game though. I don't think they'll smash Gold Coast. I think it will be a pretty good game, but as, yeah, Colin would get the job done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. And that is round 17 previewed. Um, big games to look forward to. It's really at the the real pointy end of the season now. And all, all these, a lot of these games mean a lot for a lot of teams. So um, it's going to be interesting. And um, yeah, I was that finishes up on Monday and then um, round RT in the final round pretty much starts right after it. Um, and, and then we're into finals. So it's uh, exciting times in in AFL land. Um, but the debate question for, for this episode is who will finish eighth out of GWS, Bulldogs, Melbourne or Carlton. So check out our Instagram story for that one. Uh, get voting and we'll, uh, we'll publish publish all the votes, um, over the next few days. And, We'll see if that if that uh, all comes true, and uh, and see if all you guys get it right. Um, for me, I think I think the dogs will get that spot. I think they're they're the best team out of that bunch.
1: Yeah, the dogs dogs have to be the best the best team. They, they're playing like they want to play finals compared to the other teams that don't look like they want to be there just yet. So yeah, dogs yeah. as well for me.
0: Cool. All right, and that is uh, that is us done for this episode. It, it's been big. It's we've had a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of topics as our first couple of retirements that have come through already this season. And um, I think there's going to be more to come over the next few weeks. So, um, but yeah, it's been great. It's been a great round 16 and a big round 17 coming up. But as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, We appreciate all the support that's coming through. We're getting it every day. And um, as Quinn said before, our our DMs get smashed, not just, uh, not just from, uh ladies around the world but, but from real footy lovers in general. So um it has been great and uh definitely not going unnoticed. Uh,
1: another one on that as well is we we um we are uh, we will refuse and I'll just say it here so everyone can listen we will refuse to do the uh the podcast videos shirtless so you can stop asking for that as well. That's off the table as well. So no more of that.
0: You heard him ladies <laughs> but, leave, but leave a review. I'd really appreciate the review. <laughs> Still give us five stars. Um, yes. but yeah other than that, have a uh, have a great weekend. Stay at home, wear your mask, and uh, and we hope your team wins.